Hello, queens. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here um, with Kabasiji. She's back, but I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself. Okay. Always the question that I freeze on. But, <laughs> but where yeah. are you from? Um, oh, yeah. you know. I am from Uganda. Yes. <laughs> what I was, but I was born here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> And I am currently in school doing a postgrad in mental health and addictions. And yeah, I'm going into the wellness field and I want to be working both in Canada and Uganda, doing some work both places. And I'm also a creative and I like to say that I like to talk about taboo topics, which is why I am here. I'm excited. <laughs> um. Let's do a shameless plug. Do you want to plug anything that you're working on? I know you mentioned you're a creative. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, on Sunday, September 4th, mm -hmm. which will probably be the past by the time people hear this, but I am releasing a spoken word video labeled or called I Am. Um, and it is all about using my Ugandan name because you know growing up in Canada I had a lot of shame around it people didn't want to learn how to pronounce the full name they just wanted to shorten it make fun of me um, and it's really about embracing also other Africans to use their native names or even people who aren't African but people who have been subject to <laughs> the idea that British or English Muzungu names are uh, superior to our native names. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that's what it's kind of about yeah so i'm excited for that that's the latest thing that i'm that i'm doing okay perfect and and you're gonna send me a link i'll add it to our um to our subject line so people can go check you out yes i'm gonna post it on my the video will be posted on my instagram and youtube so i'll tell you well it's at kb malera but i'll send you the link too well thanks Perfect. for that amazing i think that's like you know me my name is just <gasps> jane <laughs> <laughs> yes. like it's, it's so beautiful it's my grandma's <laughs> name and sister's name <laughs> thank you you know like my my parents were like this colonialism will will work for us and um <laughs> We are going to use it now that it came. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is my life. But I've always and I've always felt like Jane does not match my personality. Like I've just like I just why did my parents do that to me? It's crazy because it doesn't just it doesn't do justice. I have such a big personality. Right, right. Okay. That's it's interesting because my older sister is also Jane and she's like before I feel I even was aware that I was, you know, I guess pro pro African, pro Ugandan, like to the point, like to how I am now, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, my sister was the example. Like she's the one who has the like black African Bible, you know, like she, yeah. <laughs> she's been, you know, grew up around a lot of Rastafarians, like very exposed mm -hmm. to our culture as Africans and Caribbean people. But yeah, she. But then she does have a South African and Ugandan name. You, you probably, you do. It starts with an N. Yours. Oh yes, I have like um, I have um by my regular like Mugisu name. I have like three. Oh, my other name is also an English name, but my two other names are so in my tribe, you have to name your child after someone who is, like, say, like 
like they have to carry on the name so that I guess it can stay in the family. Mm. When when I, when the child is born, like except for my oldest brother because he's the oldest boy, you know, misogyny. Yeah. When I was born, <laughs> my my dad named me first, and he named me after. Actually, my grandfather got to name me after his sister and his mom, and then my mom named me after. Because she's the woman, even though she had just carried me for nine months, but whatever. You know, but <laughs> details. Right, like <laughs> my mom then got to name me after after her great grandmother. So you kind of have to keep naming kids after the relatives who are either they can be living or dead, but that's how we name and. Unfortunately, a lot of us, like you know, my brothers, like Timothy and Christopher, it's all after people and if you name your child like outside of tradition it's like oh god oh god now who is going to carry my legacy how could you right like, oh my responsibility to carry your legacy with my kids like what <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting actually that's yeah i like i didn't know that it was cool to learn that I, but definitely at least you know because hmm, i mean at least at least and i mean you could be like my dad and change your name he went from francis to munini <laughs> yeah yeah so and and what happened too was so my eldest sister is jane named after my grandma mm-hmm. but then my dad realized like honestly i my whole uh, view and pride now with my name is definitely thanks to my dad really teaching us at a young age to be proud but I wasn't proud as a kid it's like my dad's telling me to be proud but you're going to school and you're being made fun of mm-hmm. and you're in this white society so I had so much shame and embarrassment to the point that I used to tell people my name was Kate and my middle name sometimes I'll say my middle name is Kate if people already knew me as Kaba CG or CG mm-hmm. or if they didn't know me I had I've been Scarlet I've been Kate you know K K A Y is also one of my nicknames but mm-hmm. originally I embraced that because I'm like oh my goodness this works out I can just be accepted as K <laughs> yeah 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 I, I remember you talking about I think at one point your name was Cabs. Uh, my older sister is cabs but some people call me cabs because i have the s in my name but it's my older sister not okay so there's jane kavahita kavasiji myself and kavarunji so my dad gave kavahita kavasiji myself and kavarunji we have only ugandan names no bazungu name at all no british english name I or love christian that. yeah that's another thing the whole christian name thing it always triggers me like you know how <laughs> you referred to your Mugisu, Mugisu, Mugisu. Is that how I say it? Yeah, Mugisu. Yep. It's the, you okay. referred to it as your regular name. And I like that because most people say refer to their English name as their regular or normal name. And that just, you know, it's how we were raised and conditioned to think. But it's like, why? Why has that become superior? But anyways, I digress. It, 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 <laughs> it goes very deep. Now, I want to ask you, I, I think... So I've I've been not I don't want to sound like a stalker, but I have known your dad for a few years. And one of the things that I really liked about him when I had just moved to Canada is that he was one of the first people to embrace like our tradition as a form of religion. At least that's how I understood it. And he he got a lot of pushback. Uh, This is like and this is dating back to like almost 20 years 
Mm, yes. And oh, yeah. Really trying to talk about it in the church, and and it was like, ugh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and there was a lot of like. And I'll be honest with you, like at that age, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Because <laughs> yeah. he would talk about like our traditions as Ugandans. I'm a Muchiga. This, you know, we are. Th- these are the the. This is who we were before colonialism was introduced to Uganda, and all these. You know, he talked about arithmetic and this and that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was not embraced at all. And people were like, but Nange, Dr. Munin is doing witchcraft. What is going on? <laughs> and that is funny. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like even me, I was like, what does he mean by African tradition? What does what is he talking about? And I'm wondering, like, did is that something that he brought at home? And is that something that he also tried to get you guys to understand? Yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, I, I think what I realize now is all of us have such a journey with discovering who we are mm-hmm. as African people when we are raised under British systems. So I think my dad went on his own journey where he questioned a lot and i remember that actually you know qu- him questioning a lot and mm-hmm. never pushing christianity onto us and my mom too although she's never i don't think my mom has never gone quote unquote astray from <laughs> christianity <laughs> yeah but still she also never really pushed it on us she always said understand for yourself know things for yourself so yeah like but i, I do know that my like I, I I never really saw it as him using like African tradition as our own religion, but I think it's also because I didn't really understand some of the things that he was saying then. Mm-hmm. But I do know that he's always pushed us appreciating and learning and knowing who we are. And and again, like I know that him and a, a few other uncles in the community have had that idea. And then yeah, there's been a lot of pushback or it's just like mm-hmm. don't don't talk about those things, you know? Yeah. It, it's there's been very interesting conversations over the years. But now my dad is a full believer, a hundred percent. Like I I definitely think for him it was a journey and he probably has now reconciled both being an African and being a believer in 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 Christ but what's mm-hmm. interesting is how I'm now on that journey of questioning Christianity mm-hmm. and being very like pro Chiga Ugandan wanting to know who I am my roots mm-hmm. and trying to embrace people so sometimes I'm like this could have been this may be something that is generational like I'm like I may be taking on the baton yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, think, <laughs> I think I don't know. Okay, for me, I, I don't know that he ever said like God is not a thing or or Jesus is not a thing. I think he was just saying like, guys, let's not get caught up. Like we're still we're still Ugandans, and even that was like ah ah. ah. i know and i always i'm so curious to know more about why people want to like not speak about pre-colonialism or our culture especially that generation you know it's such a uh -uh, let's not talk about it or who cares i've heard even some people say "Ah, the muzungu brought us jesus anyways be grateful and like just (laughs) let's keep moving on yeah (laughs) I okay like I did an episode with my one of my good my good my good friends Ama and we talked about like African religion so African religion feminism and you know and faith like Christianity and I think that as you're on this journey I feel like you can do both I don't know that you 
need to unembrace the other and embrace the other like you know like I feel like they both go hand in hand and I feel like the reason why we don't like to talk about African religion or or pre-colonialism like before you know white people came and uh massacred the entire planet is because it's it's traumatic oh my god like who was I because because when you think about at least for me when I think about god it, you know, my faith is such a, a fundamental part of who I am. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of how I move in life, how I navigate the world is steeped, okay, in, in my in my faith. And so yeah. it's been a a difficult kind of you know i'm kind of at loggerheads with myself sometimes because it's such a fundamental part of who i am and and when you when you start to challenge those things it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable because then you have to acknowledge that christianity was used to abuse you as as to abuse us as um it, it wasn't used for good. They didn't bring Jesus and say, "Bam, here is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to follow him, okay? It was like, follow him by force. <laughs> if you want it, if you don't want it, follow him, stupid. In fact, we shall kill you if you don't follow him. And you know, but he's good and loving and, and sweet but exactly, and nice. Yeah. You have to acknowledge that like the, Jesus was brought in the form of violence to your yeah. and i think that's a hard thing to reconcile yeah you it know? is and, and it causes a lot of confusion within our own minds mm -hmm. so then what is this yeah because then you're like who is god if if god can be used to to maltreat me and and to enslave my people how can that same god love me you right. know how can that same god be there for me and right you know, it's it's tough. I, I kind of feel for those people. But like for me, I just think what I've figured is that it's not God's fault that they used him to do those disgusting things. Right. Yeah, that's definitely how I used to think pretty pre where I am right now. <laughs> I'll say I'll, I'll say it like that. And I mean, that's that's yeah i don't know it's it's um, one of those things where i really did believe that way too and mm -hmm. i understand that point because mm -hmm. i believed it for so long and i'm just like it you know it's humans it's humans who decided to to mm -hmm. use christ in the wrong way but now i definitely just question let's i just question who christ really is and mm -hmm. You know, it's a question I had before I even went on my journey into believing for myself. So because I grew up with my dad not being like a strong believer, a questioning believer, mm -hmm. like at the time, by the way, this is like when my parents met, they were both Christians, got married in the church and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I know that, you know, my dad has had a unique experience and journey with his faith. And so I, because he's also, you know, <laughs> like science 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 mm -hmm. i remember question i remember being like okay my dad is very wise and doctor and all that and then my mom is very loving teacher sweet and her peace for her to be able to be a wife mother friend everything that she is mm -hmm. in the home of a bachiga children and husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like whatever she's leading on to is real <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, that's how I always felt. so that's actually how I was influenced to go on my own journey and then eventually gave my life to Christ for myself. 
21. Mm-hmm. But I remember questioning for so long. I already have this relationship with God. Why do I need to believe in Jesus? And obviously the reasoning behind believing in Jesus, I was convinced and I did believe all the way. But now, honestly, since I left church, since I've really prayed and gone um, looking at the history of Christianity and then finding more of who I am in my culture mm-hmm. and also like healing and unpacking trauma Mm -hmm. and also looking at proof in my life since i believed up until now the whole community but i question jesus christ and the validity of believing in him i believe in god Mm -hmm. but i don't know i really question the muzungu jesus (laughs) this is the thing yeah no i i get that i get that and it's like the faith (laughs) the faith you know there and there's so much going on in in christianity that it's not straightforward like i i struggle and and the part that i struggle with the most is is the piece about who i am as a mugisu woman as an african woman as a ugandan woman Mm -hmm. not allowed you know why is it controversial when i embrace you know my 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 tribe and my my tribal beliefs as amugisu right so why why can't i embrace that part of who i am and also believe in god you know and mm-hmm. it's like who made up that rule yes and what <laughs> have all of those before christianity who believed in their tradition traditions and didn't have like a specific religion what happened to them that's one of the biggest questions. Like what happens after death? And a lot of people believe in Jesus or will hang on because they're like, I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. But if we take the hell and heaven part away, like how many people would be practicing Christianity today? <laughs> I really, yes. really want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because That's one thing I want to really look into historically. Then what happened to those people? When is it when like, oh, anyways, I have so many questions, obviously, but still I just questions that it's like they used to be so taboo and you can't be questioning and hush hush. And if you ask the pastor, they just people just want it's like people just want you to forget and just believe exactly what they're preaching and teaching you. But yet this church will tell you one thing. Another church will tell you you something else. Yeah. No, I I hear that. I want to kind of delve into what you mentioned before you went to Uganda. Tell me about what that did for you spiritually. Like, did that kind of, was that the reason you went back? Because you're like, you know what, let me go and rediscover who I am. Is it part of this journey of of sort of trying to figure out, okay, who who is CG and and your purpose? And and like, I guess trying to... um, win yourself of this colonial god or yes so uh, what's interesting is i didn't know that that was going to happen i Mm -hmm. just had this call in my spirit to go to uganda and because my classes at the time were online Mm -hmm. i was like let me take um, advantage of this opportunity you know i was feeling so isolated in ottawa not you know, not around family, friends, and just going through a lot where I felt that I needed to go to Uganda. And I thought it was going to be a couple of months, turned out to be a whole year, the best year mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah, definitely the best year of my life thus far. But um, the biggest thing I know as I did get to know more about my family on both my mom and dad's side and about my culture and history and the people mm-hmm. is I began to heal 
emotionally and spiritually and even physically so much more than I did in church when I was going to church every single Sunday mm-hmm. and being scared of sinning during the week like yes I feel <laughs> girl like, yeah <laughs> you know so I really yeah I did have a lot of spiritual experiences there too where and it it, it, it deepened my faith in God too because I made so many faith moves in the last two years where there was a pandemic and where I turned 30 and all these different transitions and changes going back to school you know, leaving a corporate, you know, banking jobs, so many things that, you know, were you used to be safety nets, even church, church was such a safety net for me. Mm-hmm. But having to like depend on just myself, my soul, my spirit and God was yeah. a whole and in a place like Uganda for a year when I was born and raised in I w- I've been sheltered, you know, I realized actually being in Uganda, I was like, Oh, my goodness, I am I was one sheltered kid. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, it, I don't know. And like the more and more I got to know more about our people and history, mm-hmm. the more I have this block when it comes to Christianity. Like it's a it's a block in my soul that I cannot put into words, but it's there. And I, I know when something is there, like a block, mm-hmm. it's for a reason. But I mean, I also do have a little bit of like church trauma. Oh, <laughs> yes. We're, we're definitely going to delve into that. I, yeah. I have seen it with my own two eyes. I'm wondering, though, when I go to Uganda, like, you know, ever since I moved to Canada, I've never felt like I've never felt that I belong here. Yeah, oh, that, that's so interesting you say that word because that's the thing. It's the belong. <laughs> oh, like I belonged. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just always felt like I've, it always just feels, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a feeling of like, I feel weird in this country. In any space that I take up, It's just, it just always feels like I don't belong here. The representation anywhere I go it's like it's always evident that like I don't belong in this country did but when I was in Uganda like or when I do go to Uganda like I feel like my soul finally is rest is at rest like yeah anxiety and like depression Mm -hmm. which is an actual like you know thing that I'm diagnosed with but it it's not so evident when i'm home mm-hmm. it's almost like my soul recognizes that you're home you're good i'm wondering right. if you you have like if you had that experience going back to uganda and for such a long time yeah definitely because of course you know and yeah something i publicly share on social media my own mental health struggles and depression is is definitely a huge one mm-hmm. and yeah man there was days oh i had some very rough days like mm-hmm. forget about instagram man people love to be like you're living your best life i'm like yeah. oh, man you have people have no idea <laughs> i I'm happy, right, great, you know, definitely so many, so much happened where I was like, this is the spot to be, mm-hmm. but like, man, it was a hard time as well. Like there were some trying moments where I was just like, all right, both Uganda and Canada don't, don't work for me. I don't like anything. Like, I'm like, I just, yeah, I, I had moments. I had very dark, deep moments, mm-hmm. but there was this, there was this, it was almost like. The, the the place was still hugging me and holding me and i didn't i don't feel that way here i feel so isolated here yeah 
you yeah, know? there's there's something very weird about Canada. I don't know. And not even just Canada, but maybe it's like the developed world. It's like we, we live in a country that is constantly reminding you that you don't belong. Yeah. From the time you go to the dollar store or the, you know, you go to to get stuff for your hair or you there's always a reminder that yes bitch <laughs> you're not from here bitch yeah the simple <laughs> fact that i have to go to a special store to get the food that i eat and it's like i don't know like i i i honestly like i can relate to that feeling of just being home and being with your people because in uganda we are community based people but here it's very individualistic exactly that's the biggest thing you can go outside here and not talk to anyone neighbors or no one but in uganda uh-uh, you'll talk to the neighbor the boda guy the mm-hmm. the scary you'll, you'll speak to everyone and anyone someone will be making you laugh kids will be there dancing kids will be there running with their bums everywhere like and it's life you're getting that life you also hear music a lot and i believe in the power of music and what that can do especially us in our melanin us melanated people like music dance it's you know those are the things that feed our souls feed our spirits and i mean in church that was the biggest thing for me i'm into i was worship worship music carried me like more than the preaching i would go most of the times like after being in church for a long time you know so many of what the, so many sermons like pastors re- repeat sermons so much so for me who's been in different churches for different period like the first church i was in was probably two years and after that it was like four years and the last one was like five years you know mm-hmm. i'd be going because i was now just a member of the church but and i loved the worship mm-hmm. so that's another thing that I feel like made a di- makes a difference in Uganda is that there's people and there's people playing music everywhere. And then yeah. in Uganda too, there's a lot of people who are like Balokale believers. My yes. Boda guy asked me, do you believe? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was funny. He's like, do you believe in Jesus? I was like, no. um, and it was this pressure. Like, and I hate uh- that hate that pressure that if you want to tell people, maybe I used to, or I'm questioning and maybe I believe in, you know and cry like you know there's uh the i people. believe in chibuka they'll be like eh? hey you know what do you mean yeah, yeah. but it's- even even believing in because one thing too is i started questioning the hebrew like hebrew mm-hmm. bible yeah. and seeing you know about uh yahusha hamashiach like the jesus like the black jesus pretty much not mm-hmm. the Muslim jesus but like even that i had all questioning but it's like you can't say anything without someone so i i kind of was just like well i'm a believer because that's the thing i still say i'm a believer but a believer in what you know i'm not going to claim anything but i just know god the same god who was with me from when i was a kid who i talked to who led me through all like my entire journey even including going to church and christianity like i'm not going to deny the benefits and 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 say like i'm thankful that i went that i had church in such desperate moments of my life Mm -hmm. but i i just think that it, like oh just like the thing of not being able to answer that question but why i wanted to bring up how there's still believers in uganda but there's a difference is even within people believing in god they like are happy you know here people can be believing and church is dead or like people are just dead inside like people aren't having the same energy and joy that just overflows in mm-hmm. in our culture as ugandans so yes yeah it's another thing <sighs> yeah no i i want to kind of um 
ask you about your journey and you know feel free to 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 pass if the question is too triggering but i've 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 watched your journey uh, particularly since you started going to all nations and whoa really For, that's like the beginning that's like since i was 21 <laughs> yes i've kind of not in like a creepy way but i've sort of followed <laughs> you. <laughs> i I've, love that <laughs> just to clarify no nah, don't um, worry i put myself out there so i i know yeah. that my story has been public for a lot of my ugandan peeps who have known me for a long time yeah so i feel like you're you know from that time you sort of evolved um in and i'm talking about like cg who was a christian um when you were at all nation and you can correct me if i'm wrong when you were at all nations you know i've i've gone to all nations i know how it is it's um it's an interesting place for sure yeah. um it, mm-hmm. it was one of those places for for our listeners who don't know like if you didn't at least but when i was in in that church like if the money was not up to par it was like if you so you can go to mcdonald's but you cannot bring money like, oh. like if, they, if, if there wasn't enough tithe to appease the pastor then mm-hmm. like you know and then if you watch friends then you're doing something wrong because friends promotes fornication and and that type of church right and then um i believe then you moved on to was it KICC or did you go somewhere else? Yeah, no, I went to my church, Ottawa, after, which is like Hillsong, pretty much, mm-hmm. in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And you and I then reconnected when you were in Scarborough at, at, at another church. Yeah. Um, Which, <laughs> when I first went there, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was there was a lot of even I was like that when I first went yeah it was it was very like theatrics and um there was a lot of it was like a Nollywood movie oh my goodness definitely yeah it it was crazy and and stuff oh my goodness hilarious and 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 that must have been I'm just kind of wondering like was that turmoil for you because you transitioned it seems as though you kind of went from but I'm wondering like how wow such a great those are the best sound effects yes that's that's (laughs) literally it (laughs) I'm just kind of wondering like for you what was that journey like of course for me that's what it looked like it looked like it it just (laughs) turned into a bomb but what, what was it like for you you know who was going through that so like so from the beginning of going through all nations and my church and in KCC or just KCC or leaving KCC? Like, <laughs> you're, you're, just your, your, that journey of like your faith, because it has to be, it has to be challenging. Like when you're seeing all these things, like these different churches, because the messaging is different. How did you mm-hmm. all those things? And like, how were you able to just say, okay, I still believe in God when you're seeing all this like lunacy mm-hmm. in the church? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, again, because of my, like, um, what's it called? Like, I know that I have had this 
relationship with God since I was a child, whoever God is, because now, yeah, I'm going through my whatever journey on that, but I have had this. Um, so I have, I have held on to whatever and whoever this God is that has been within me speaking to me Mm -hmm. um, and comforting me essentially since I was a child. So if I would go to one church and, you know, there was some things going on there, I would actually have dreams too of dreams or visions or God speaking to me when it was time to leave, which is so weird, but it's Mm -hmm. real for me, you know? So the first one with all nations um, you know, more of a traditional African church, loved learning uh, a lot about the Bible through this church. I learned a lot about the Bible actually at this church specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the and there was nothing, I mean, there were some things, yeah, there were some things, but it didn't impact me too heavy because I, I kept my distance emotionally um, from a lot of people at the, at the at the church so even when i left it was kind of like i tried to tell the pastor i was leaving he didn't he didn't say anything to me until one of like the cell leaders called him and then he calls and he's like uh, why are you leaving panicking and all these things i'm like because god has told me to and he's like how do you know god has told you to and i'm like i just got so annoyed in that thing i'm like man these people don't know like so why is god speaking to you and mm-hmm. how can why can why why can't he speak to me you know, and mm-hmm. just because you're a pastor, hello, anyways, whatever. So <laughs> I, I, I left anyways. <laughs> I was like, yeah. anyways, bye. <laughs> then went to, um, yeah, at my church, I really learned a lot about God's grace, learned more about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun church. But then with that church, it started to get a bit stale and also racist, extremely racist, by the way, to this day. <laughs> oh, you could just yeah. Google, by the way. Because me, I have no shame. You can Google My Church Ottawa. Look at through some of the views, even on Facebook. Yeah. Just know there was like a thousand comments on this thread of people talking about their abuse. Racial abuse, emotional abuse. It's it's insane the things that people can do in the name of Jesus, honestly. That's why I'm like, Mm-mm. everyone needs to start questioning this Jesus that we've been told to believe in. Because it. why are all these pastors manipulators? Like, it's just, oh, maybe this is the part I'm getting triggered. But (laughs) anyway, so with that church, I left because when my friend committed suicide and I went to go speak to these youth leaders that I was eating youth with, youth, youth, youth with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They told me, "Um, well, you know, like a a lot of people are going through stuff and we really need you to show up so that God can move on these high school kids. I'm like, Mm. are you serious? I left. Me, mm-hmm. me, I don't play, by the way. I have a very, like, <laughs> I don't know. I get no to a way. Point. <laughs> yeah. I get to a point, I'm just like, I'm out. Like, and I have and I, a no turning back when I just see something, you know, and like it's just crossed the line. But with that church, I did end up going back and like talking to the pastor, and I had a very eerie thing in my spirit about him and then so mm-hmm. it's not until this year that i see all those comments about abuse from people who were like so close to the leaders that i was like hey these people aren't like no one's lying here these are true stories and i have my own personal experience yeah um yeah now i understood why my spirit Yo, was just like racism bah. racism is something that disturbs my spirit like 
Oh yeah. You know other things like I will be like, but racism is like it's like why are you doing that in the church? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. part of Jesus do you reconcile with yourself and say, uh huh? Now, yeah. Me, like what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, and I mean that the same thing happened at now the the third church. So now with with the Ottawa church, by the way, my church Ottawa too. So. Mm-hmm. I probably would have ended up maybe eventually going back there if I stayed in Ottawa, but mm-hmm. I had moved. So that's what brought me to KICC. And I had visited KICC um, a few times before moving back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I loved KICC's worship. But when I went into that church, the very first thing I thought was, is this a cult? Well, I have the answer to this day. Yeah, it, it is. It pretty much is a cult. I don't care what no one says. I will tell the pastor to his face. But anyways... Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe that you should church... edit that out. I'm such a butchika. <laughs> sometimes I don't. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're not. They're probably going to think this. Uh, this podcast is demonic. Oh um, yeah, and I've been possessed by something. Yeah, because I remember going to your, not the pastors page this is during george floyd and, and all these things and so one day i was like you know i went and i searched this pastor and he's talking about black lives matter is demonic it's yep. a demonic movement because you know something about guyanese people in guy in black people in guyana and all this bullshit and this man was being like openly and utterly racist yeah in on his Facebook, we're talking about we can't talk about Black Lives Matter and talk and and, talk, and say we're Christians. We can't say Black life is important because no, we're being even, murdered. No, he even told me I, I'm not you. I'm not in my church. You're no longer your culture. Yo, one time they tried to pray the Ugandanness out of me. That's when I was. First of all, I had many red flags and signs to leave that church. But because of the way in which they manipulate your mind to feel mm-hmm. like you cannot do anything without like an approval or some divine miraculous moment and message from God. Like mm-hmm. it's like you can't they try to get you to the point that you're no longer using logic. That's how they get people. So, yeah, th- there was many reasons why I should have logically left that church. But it wasn't until now the pastor calls me during that Black Lives time when I had posted a black image that said be still and no god mm-hmm. on blackout tuesday mm-hmm. he called me and the same things that he was going on about his facebook like you know what you know what a black man tried to do to my mom a black man tried to wait my mom you know you're segregating yourself take that pose down. like all this stuff i was like excuse me i was like this is the same Imagine. pastor who preaches about jesus and he told me too he was like you're not your culture don't be using your culture to preach about jesus all this stuff i said i have a, i'm no fine with not believing in your jesus bye so <laughs> when i got off when i got off the phone i remember hearing in my spirit choose this day whom you will serve oh my god it was the, i you know i don't know if you've had those moments but there's moments where i clearly hear god speaking to me in mm-hmm. my spirit and i like i'm like what is happening so that was one of those moments and i was like what so and the reason why too like i go i started really looking into the history of christianity and kind of learning more about like hebrews and things like that is because i was like because i i do believe in a lot of the words in the bible you know 
Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not completely like exiting everything that Christian Christians practice, mm-hmm. but a lot of the fundamental beliefs that Christians have, I no longer hold on to because I have seen how it has enslaved people, abused people. To what gain? It, to so many of these pastors are getting all this gain and glory, but people are stuck. My life was so stagnant by being at KSCC ever since I left that church. And I'm sure a lot of people who know me can testify to this. I've been happier, freer, mm-hmm. had more clarity. I'm living my life. I'm going after my goals. Like I am doing all the things that I wanted to do. And I couldn't because you must show up every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then if you have worship practice or anything else during the week, and then they're going to, and then all of a sudden the pastor starts bringing all these classes to tell you how to honor people like random things and they guilt you for not showing up to things they guilt you for going to a barbecue on a sunday things like that man it's amazing being free i'm sorry i feel so free (laughs) i um (laughs) i i knew that man was crazy when he said something about if if a woman if a woman is in an abusive relationship, those children, all all her kids are a product of rape. Then there they there's no sex in that marriage. And I was like, why? First of all, this why, is why, someone why? who divorced and abused his ex-wife. That's weird. That's so weird that he said that. It and everyone was like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" I'm like, <laughs> what there's this, exactly. there's this tall man. I don't. I feel like you know him. He's a tall guy. He's dating this Asian woman in that church, and they love saying, "Come on, come on." They were triggering me. Yeah, because they're trained. Like, Your kids are products of rape. People are trained. You're literally pr- trained and brainwashed to agree with everything blindly what pastors say it's and that one especially he's such a manipulator it's disgusting he has his own doctrines it's wild but i love the worship team oh that's what always gets good (laughs) but you see that's what manipulators do too Mm -hmm. i also i should mention i was spit on and pushed down they reel you in actually i started having dreams about this gosh oh my goodness <laughs> was like you were you know, spat on that was I, the holy ghost spitting on you or what i was spat on so like <laughs> i'm sorry to laugh and i'm so sorry <laughs> to everyone were, you that i brought to the church i'm sorry <laughs> this guy was like <laughs> let's blow it <laughs> stop it was crazy and then they are pushing yeah, like this pastor was pushing me i just had to throw myself on the ground yeah. it was becoming you know me let me i'm a christian you guys i i'm about this jesus life but i've never had deliverance <laughs> you know deliverance does not come it does not work on me but i'm sorry but these people pushed me. I had to just fall pwah, and fall down. Oh my goodness, I can't. I'm a Christian, but I have I what you said about deliverance. You haven't <laughs> like me, I don't get deliverance, you guys, but I promise you I believe in Jesus, the yeah. way the truth and the life. But it's like for me, the things are falling down. I don't do it, doesn't work. You're just pushing me, guys. You're pushing me. Yeah, and so, so many people I, I know like, ended up just falling. So many people what? would come back to me like, CG, I just had to fall just so they would stop. I'm like, oh my goodness. Because me, I, I would not fall. Like, I 
I don't, maybe I wouldn't fall, but I think they also got used to it. Okay, I wouldn't fall backwards. Sometimes I would drop down, mm. but it wasn't wasn't there, there anyone's power. It was like if I was overwhelmed, and I realized that speaking to a pastor too about mm. how a lot of pastors aren't educated in, in trauma. So sometimes when people are screaming and rolling and crying, they're actually having they're triggered. Mm-hmm. from what you're saying and they're experiencing trauma or the mm-hmm. or the, the the symptoms of that you know so yeah i thought about that i'm like yeah half of the reason why i loved being at the front and i would fall not backwards but like crying or just being in my own zone was because yeah. i was healing from so much trauma <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah it's, it's- oh. Tell me about when you finally were like, you know, I'm done with the the theatrics and, you know, how that must have felt like. Because I'm sure you, you know, you were there for five years. You made connections. How did you manage to kind of just say, you know what, I'm done and I'm done with it? Because I'm sure some of these people you you left at that church they were like, like, Siji, you're being a fucking weirdo. So how did you deal with that when you're like, I'm done, I'm done with this, this hot ass mess? Yeah. Um. So I actually first went to the church in 2012 to 2013 New Year's. So um, I, but because the first two years I was still in Ottawa. So mm. being there consistently for five years was difficult. But again, I didn't get too close to the point that I lost my whole life and friends and people outside of the church because that happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. but one benefit is being single in churches too because a lot of the time they're, they're they're after married couples and the married couples all get involved and they're always together and, but you know as a single person you can kind of get away with stuff like yeah no I'm not coming to this event mm, you know so that helped now so but it was still difficult for sure First of all, I lived like, uh, like well, at the time, I was living around the corner from the pastor, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is literally someone who used to tell us all the time how he's an ex-con man and all this stuff. So I went through some anxiety that night, like, bruh, because I'm so bold sometimes and I just open my mouth, mm-hmm. you know? In the moment, I have all this boldness, but of course, I'm still human and I'm like, eh, but I said a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you cussed him so, out <laughs> yeah i was like i sent him a whole email i said you know what and i was very polite i thanked him and everything but i called him out for stuff too because mm-hmm. no i don't like and then he was just like oh pretty much like oh all the years you're here were worthless um and great to know my bad pastor like oh gaslighters narcissists how they mm-hmm. twist your birds that's yeah. what happened i said yes it was worthless you're right it did. yeah you know so i just ignored that but um yeah, so it took some time. I blocked oh 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 this is what I did actually too. So after talking to him on the phone when he's saying all this stuff about black people telling me I'm segregating myself, saying that I'm not Ugandan, blah 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 if, if I'm in Jesus, mm-hmm. I hung up. Then I, I called another friend to confirm why she left before, mm-hmm. understand that context, spoke to some other friends. Like I kind of just like and then I told my friends. I'm leaving. So the ones I'm close to that I know wouldn't make the biggest deal out of it. And then I strategically blocked every single person on my social media that I knew would come for me because that's what happens when someone leaves. Mm -hmm. So I blocked everyone. I prepared myself, set a boundary, social media boundary online, and Mm -hmm. then emailed the pastor that I was leaving. So that prevented 
a lot of people from contacting me but mm-hmm. some did try, still try to reach out to me on whatsapp and as soon as i saw they're crossing a boundary and they're trying to get me back block no return hey yeah so that's, that's how that, i dealt with it that says a lot about like your values because to to have to have been in that and and guys like it, it i went to that church like twice and i was like lord jesus so to be there for five years and and have the ability to just say i'm out i think that is the real mochiga right there i'm telling you and you, you know and i think that's the funny thing is too is me learning more about bachiga woman and bachiga in general mm-hmm. i was like oh man this this in me is so much stronger than than whatever than when they say jesus i'm sorry because i was a i was weak i didn't know who i was because they beat especially this church it's not every church but they will beat your identity and who you are out of you that you don't know who you are anymore you're just you're just doing what you're supposed to do as a christian talking about jesus all the time jesus Mm -hmm. jesus 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 like Oh, I don't know. It just, it makes me annoyed because I can look back at even my social media posts and I'm like, yeah, you can see a little bit of who Kavasiji is, Mm -hmm. but there was so much missing. I spent, oh God, getting emotional, but like I spent a decade of my life believing in something and going to churches, searching for freedom and for something Mm -hmm. and purpose, you know, and it was just years of going in circles and cycles. Yes. And it's only now when I did start to learn more about who, you know, even my ancestors are, who are they? What were they like? What did they do? And I don't, I don't pray to the ancestors and, and, and that, that stuff that, that thing that some people do. I don't like, I don't know. I'm still discovering everything, but all I know is I don't pray to ancestors, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I believe in getting to know who your people are and ancestors. So that, yeah, you know, I realized like, why am I afraid of, of, of mere men? Why am I afraid? And I used to say that biblically, why are you afraid of mere men? I have Christ in me, but I'm scared of the pastor's opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, after I left church, yeah, I'm telling you, my I don't fear people the same way. Or or there's a lot of things I don't fear. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you say that um say for example, because some of the things I, I think are lacking in or Say for example, right? Let's let's consider a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Elizabeth, no, Queen Victoria, her mother mm-hmm. comes to Uganda and says, "Hey, hey, Uganda, King Mutesa, how are you?" Uh huh. Now <laughs> I know that you guys have Buganda, you have Ankore, you have you know you you have all your you know Buchiga, you have all your kingdoms mm-hmm. however i also have this this person his name is jesus mm-hmm. and then we were all and then those who wanted to join jesus or both were allowed to coexist in uganda yeah and the way that we would have lived among each other is that we would have known about our traditions as Ugandans and then as well as, of course, Christ. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that would have altered the way that you perceive religion today? That's a good point. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I think so. I think to some extent, like a lot of, a, a lot of, um, 
or the biggest reason I think I can't relate to a lot of Christianity is because it's it's whitewashed. And I'm sure a lot of of people who have completely left the faith or or questioned so much is because of that too. You know, like if you don't see yourself in something, there's only so long that you can really either reject it because you don't see yourself or accept it and lose yourself so i think yeah if it was more like that then yeah because then you're just embracing different people's beliefs Mm -hmm. honoring and respecting that and you don't you don't need to pick and choose but (laughs) with some extreme churches like the last one i was at it's too extremist for me for sure but i also have gone to the the ones that aren't so ex- extreme when I was going to my church Ottawa and then I have also gone to my church uh, all nations or you know growing up going to the Ugandan community uh, the Ugandan Uganda matters as well you know mm-hmm. which to me I obviously love the most because we still embrace our culture within the community and faith you know so yeah but I so I, I genuinely still question mm-hmm. and want to really keep questioning until I get to an, a definitive answer, which is also a problem actually, you know, cause I think yeah. we're not, we as human beings, or if you believe in anything, it's like uh, the absolute answer, but it's like truthfully, logically speaking, no one really knows until they die. What happens after death? Number one. Mm-hmm. And then also, there's a lot of people who aren't believers who are getting all the things that they're praying for. And then a lot of believers who are getting nothing that they're praying for. But the Bible and what we're taught is, not the Bible, but at least what we're taught in churches specifically is, God's answers are yes and amen. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so it's really kind of like unpacking what's real, what's truth, what's not. Instead of like, okay, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christianity. So all the way like this, or, okay, I'm not a Christian. So now I believe everything anti christianity or christ you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not that yeah yeah i think you know and i think everything the, the the one of my biggest pet peeves in society is that we we lack nuance in our thinking we don't have yes. we're not multi-dimensional thinkers yes and it's it's very frustrating for me um one of the things that i think that church really missed i know for me one i i struggled as a child with in sunday school for example you we were told that if you're good god will reward you Mm -hmm. and when you're a good person good things will happen to you and when you you know like when you do what god says when you're obedient then god Mm -hmm. can reward you but but that's literally not what the bible says I, it's it doesn't tell you that your life will be this easy road because you're a Christian. It actually quite it says the it says you will go through a lot of shit, but the difference is you have God as a yeah. person that doesn't, mm-hmm. and that's something that we we don't tell people, and then they reach a certain point, and and because I know like there was a time when I was like all these things were happening to me. I've dealt with a lot of loss. And I was like, oh, God hates me. I must have, I must, I must be fundamentally bad. Mm. Because th- these are the, th- th- this is the narrative that was pushed 
when I was young, if you're if bad things are happening to you, then it's your you fault. know you, you did you exactly it's your fault. You did something to God. God is not happy with something you did. But in exploring the people in the Bible, like when you look at this, you know Paul and Job and David and all this, they went through hell. You know, like Moses was suicidal. He mm-hmm. struggled with suicidal thought. Mm-hmm. David yes, was a slut, a man slut. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, God, sorry. But like, th- these these are people who had real issues and they're in the Bible and we never talk about it. And then we have a lot of people who've lost their way because they're like, wait, I thought all I had to be was good. And I think that yes. this journey is, is, it's a lot more complicated than that. Actually, you are going to go through a lot of internal struggles because you're in the world and you're also a Christian and that's going to be tug of war. Yeah, it's true. And I think that you're someone who does, like you have different beliefs that some people would question, is Jane really a Christian? Because she Mm -hmm. also believes in this, she also believes in that. But Mm -hmm. like if it works for you and it doesn't take you, you know, in in, in cycles mentally and you're not fighting yourself, because I know you're at peace with it, you know? Like that's, (laughs) you know, like that's a good example for some people to see how you can, you can believe in different things. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, but that thing of not, not there being no freedom or the black and white thinking and you know that happens in very extreme pentecostal churches is just too much like i'm like miss me with that (laughs) i i i grew up pentecostal as well so i i know my family is extreme my dad's side of the family like when i tell you these people are like i'm sorry but like christian extremists uh-huh. which is a, another conversation for a whole nother day because we need to start talking about how that and you know we, we we're laser focused on is is islamic extremists and no one talks about the oppressiveness that is the church when it becomes an extremist ground yes so value yes. on people and me personally like i you know I, I, I feel like approaching somebody who does not believe the way you believe with with condemnation, you are not representing Christ. Because if you truly, when you look at, again, when you look at who Jesus was, if you believe in him, he never went to people and be like, you are wrong. What you're doing is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? When you said that, I literally pictured a Muzungu Jesus now with a Ugandan accent saying that and I, it just it was so funny in my mind <laughs> with, a, with a stick too but like you know? blue eyes he's not hair. who he was that's not how you get people Let, let's say you, you're like you know you even want to get someone in the faith that's not how you do it yeah and and so then you have to ask yourself like am I really representing my faith or am I representing my own values? And those are two different things. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're representing your values, then okay, go ahead and condemn people and, and tell them what they're doing is wrong. But I I refuse to accept, I, I will not be a part of a faith that is like, if you're, if you don't believe in Jesus and if you, if you're not a follower in the same way I am, then you're garbage and you know you're you we can discard you i i i have a hard time with that and and sometimes 
honestly because of how oppressive the church is like i'm like should i really am i not triggering people by simply saying you know i'm a christian mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, you know it's a whole struggle um but i'm wondering for you like you i mean you've come a long way internally what does that look like now like what's going on on the inside what are some of the pros and cons of you know of what's going on within yourself because it cannot be easy to and not necessarily denounce but to sort of move away and to kind of distance yourself from a belief that has been in you for for since you were born essentially and now you're kind of saying okay you know what i'm 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 questioning these things. I'm moving away from certain things. What has that meant for you on the inside? (laughs) Yeah. So I think because, again, my childhood looked different than the average Christian kid Mm -hmm. because my dad was questioning things openly during the time that, like, before the age of 18 for me. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, like, my dad's, faith him coming back around and being more strong even hosting worship and you know bible groups and things at home like Mm. was like what you know but the the formative years for me weren't i wasn't a christian i remember like even my parents sometimes they would say things to me in high school like as a christian you should and i remember (laughs) i'll never forget like be like what does that even mean christianity had no hold on me at, at all even mm-hmm. when you got in church me i went there for chapati beans and my friends <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah. i think because of that you mm. know i have a different experience than some of my friends who their mothers beat it in them as a kid and to this day so mm-hmm. i i feel like that that has helped me a bit but mm-hmm. yeah the parts where it's been hard is like for example a lot of my life decisions were like it was like this ritualistic thing where you pray and you get get an answer some way or get an answer through church or like really depending and leaning on people within the church community to guide you and help you through life mm-hmm. now it's like ooh in many cases i'm on my own especially because now i don't believe the same way even my parents do so when my mom wants to say put your trust in jesus i'm there like uh you know (laughs) so and it's like i used to but how did that work out for me personally you know like Mm. i mean in some ways like and again like i want like i have to emphasize how church was honestly church was a, a a saving grace and place for me especially in my young adulthood going through depression and suicidal thoughts i thank god that i had something to believe in and hold on to because i remember 2014 literally telling god i would kill myself today if it wasn't for me having to believe in jesus christ like i literally was like all right you're lucky you're lucky i'm believing in jesus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm out you know, and that's already yeah. struggling with it at 18. Now this is at 24, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and by the way, I'll be very honest. I have those thoughts still sometimes where it's like, okay, first of all, not to the point where, okay, we have to call uh, a helpline and report this. And everything, okay? <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer, okay? I'm yeah. fine, I'm yeah. fine. But I mean, those thoughts of just like, what is the point of pushing on in life? Which mm-hmm. we all can get in many ways, especially in the last two years, right? Honestly, but, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now it's um 
you know, the thing that I anchor on is more so just, I, w- I don't want to say myself because it's not completely myself, but a lot more of myself than others, you know? So, yeah, so it's hard because I'm like, oh, I was so used to getting direction from others. And now I'm learning and leaning more into myself, my spirit, that quiet place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then also knowing that, you know, to be Ugandan is to be, christian almost even though there's other faiths and you know there's a lot of ugandan muslims but still it's like eh, yo hmm. i can't just openly you know but but me my character and personality is to be open is to be like oh yeah guys yeah i believe in jesus strongly i told all of you to be for a whole decade but new news currently (laughs) i'm questioning you know so that's another challenge too like even having this conversation i'm open and then i know once we get off i'm gonna be like oh my goodness what Mm -hmm. if this auntie finds it what if my parents now but it's like i'm an adult i'm 32 so yeah what's wrong you know and it's fine and i want to normalize questioning i want to and i think i'm such a i'm a good example because a lot of people saw i was in it Mm -hmm. so if i'm questioning yo i mean feel free feel free (laughs) and you know i i and i guess you're kind of also touching on the fact that it's when you it's it's not so much that you i know that you mentioned that your your parents were not pushy with with the faith but a lot of your community was based around you know the the christian faith essentially yeah particularly the the ugandan community would you say that it, it there's a sense of loneliness that comes with this newfound journey that you're on. Yeah, a hundred percent. Especially because I lost like all my friends from church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. Um, and, and like including, sorry. But are you at yeah. peace? Yes, I've lost friendships, but I'm at peace. Okay. I've lost, um, you know, different. <laughs> things you know but i'm at peace i'm definitely at peace and i and i realize more and more like almost like you know people see me as having so many friends but people 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 don't know i may have a i have a lot of acquaintances and i know a lot of people mm-hmm. and i can be a very out there loving person but in the last two years as i've become more authentically myself I have lost friends either even outside of the church. And so loneliness is something that I have been dealing with a lot. And then of course comes with being a single woman as well. Mm-hmm. No kids, you know, you know how it is. Especially mm-hmm. with African women. Trust to me. Yeah. But I have this like peace about one thing I, I'll know when I am on my deathbed is I live this life for myself. Nobody else, because I chose to in the last two years, I said, no, no, I'm going to do what I feel I'm led and called to do, period. People can tell me it's a demon. They can tell me it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. They can tell me it's X, Y, Z, my ancestors. They can believe and say and whatever they want. Because I know, I know, I, I follow my convictions very strongly. So if my conviction is taking me to China today, taking me to a church tomorrow or not, like, it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, so... 
Yeah. I love that. My final question. Um, no, we, we you talked about a little bit about this in the beginning, but tell me a little bit more about your artistry, artistry where it's like was it inspired by this journey that you're on or is this something you've always wanted to do? Um, yeah, so <laughs> funny enough, I be, uh, yeah, okay. When I was young, mm-hmm. I always loved like uh the arts, but I wasn't really sure like I wasn't confident in it as much, but I really always like like I'm a I've been a music head and I've also found solace in music. That's why I talk about worship, Afrobeats, people know me loving Afrobeats and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um I Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Now I've lo- I'm losing my thought. What did you have tell, to repeat the question? Tell me tell me about like what in what's you know, they they, they there had to be a day when you were like, you know what? I have something to say and I want to oh, right. put the that art. into the world. Like yes. the art I want people to, right. to experience. Tell me about mm. that that journey and how that started. Yeah, yeah. So so now when I was you know, in 2014, the, the year that my first friend from high school committed suicide and where I started questioning a lot. Mm-hmm. We're actually, I spent a year out of church that time too. Ooh, yes. I remember looking up how to be a Christian and not go to church. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I left church for a year. So during that year is where I started creating and, and, and remembering almost like, oh my goodness, I'm artistic. I write, Mm -hmm. I love to write music, poem, like all these things just started flowing out of me and really helping me during my grief Mm -hmm. and, and also finding purpose. So, but now I always used to be conflicted between going with my art Mm -hmm. and, and now changing my art to always either talk about Jesus, because I don't know, it's like this thing that just happens in church sometimes, you know, like where it can really get to you especially the specific church i was i was at you know where it's like everything just must be about jesus period so you yeah. just yeah so now leaving and and questioning and discovering again outside of the church yeah i would say a lot of my art now and what i share is influenced by me learning more about my culture as an african african canadian ugandan healing from systemic racism you know what what happened with the whole black lives matter thing too that triggered me oh my goodness that triggered me so many ways and actually going through the triggering of that time and being surrounded by christians who were anti everything to do with blm was so difficult as well because Oh my gosh, you know, so yeah, so it's almost like I just had to say, you know what, forget everyone and everyone's opinion on this because I'm talking about real racial trauma that's that's inside of me. You can have your opinion on anything, but you can't take away our experiences as black people. So mm-hmm. then I started releasing again in art and art and art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to Uganda, man, Ugandans are so creative. So it was just the perfect place to now work with other creatives and really like fuel you know fuel myself and encourage myself and get good Mm -hmm. feedback from others to realize like yeah this is who i am this is what i love um and so so yeah that's why now and i i want to kind of tailor it specifically of talking about taboo topics within black and african communities because Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I know that not a lot of people are brave enough to talk about it out loud, but I am. So I'm like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what are you hoping people, um, <clears throat> you know, like say I I discover you and I'm like, you know what, I want to get to know who who Kabasiji is. What do you hope they leave with once they're they're you know once they follow your page or like see what you're about? What do you hope people learn? Um. I hope that people learn to be free within mm-hmm. themselves, whatever that means to them, especially mm-hmm. um, young young to older adult single women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because especially those who don't have kids, mm-hmm. you know, specifically, or kids are at an age where they're able to now go within themselves and heal and grow and glow. That's my phrase all the time. But mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. like I think that sometimes we can spend years like waiting for a man or you know or waiting for this or looking at our friends with marriage and kids and all this and the years go by and we're not taking advantage of the time that we have for self-discovery self-care self-love so that's another thing i want people to learn or just be inspired by like wow like live this happy not happy life specifically but live this this life free from expectations of society really i love that and that is a beautiful note to end on kabasiji thank you so much for coming this has been for me an eye-opening conversation like and you know what the journey is it's a journey so it's it's full of questions it's full of mm-hmm. confusion <laughs> yeah also, like you said like you you're at peace because no mm-hmm. one is pushing these expectations on you you're kind of discovering yourself at your own pace and mm-hmm. i love that for you i love i love that this is what is going on in your life it's great um please come back you know it's always fun guys cg has been on the podcast before we did an episode that's actually quite the opposite of the (laughs) (laughs) sex and the gospel so if you want to see the two you know i I believe you talked about heather Lindsay, and i and i remember just well (laughs) yes uh, (laughs) i know and i think it's interesting even my friend's podcast too, season two, we talked about religion and like I talked, I'll, whoa, I just got a message from someone saying, what religion do you identify as? That's so random, like so right funny. now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyways, like, you know, it was about religion. So listening to, yeah, me on other, on your podcast, Sex and the Gospel and my friends on religion, like it's interesting because people can see and hear my passion yeah about jesus then and now so people can know like this isn't just someone who just was you know just kind of talking about jesus like no i was i was in you it you were in it yeah you <laughs> had your tiles on instagram i remember <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah thank you so much thank you so much for coming thank you for coming back ladies i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of black winds republic follow me your host jj on instagram at jae underscore jaye would you like to be featured on the podcast send me a dm i would love to hear your perspective i would love to hear your views on the world and guess what 
you get a free customized hoodie from Black Queens Republic when you feature on the podcast. Be sure to send us an email. Let us know what you think of the podcast. What would you like to hear be discussed on here at blackqueensrepublic at gmail.com. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and your family. This podcast is available on every single platform. So look for us. You can Google us at Black Queens Republic. I look forward to chatting with you in two weeks. Ciao.